0: Welcome to the Heart of Life podcast, sponsored by Riverbend Counseling in Colorado Springs. I am Brooke Small.
1: And I am Jesse Steffes. In this podcast, we dive into the heart of life's questions. This is not a substitute for mental health therapy.
0: However, our goal is to make healing accessible for as many as possible. Welcome back. Today we are going to be drawing from our Reflect deck Did you get this on Amazon, Jesse?
1: Yeah, and Reflect Deck is hard to say.
0: (laughs) It is. is. Uh, Anyway, you can find this deck on Amazon. It's really helpful. It has a lot of really thought-provoking questions. So we're asking questions again today, uh, which is interesting for us to not talk about something theoretically, but more like, what does this mean personally? So the question Today, uh, two questions, which people give me energy and which people take it away?
1: Okay. So let me just pull out my binder. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I joke all the time that I am, I'm a pretty hardcore introvert because people as a concept usually take away my energy, but, um, I don't know. I needed to let that be known that I really do love people, but I don't like to be around them very much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's fair.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the people that take away my energy are all of them.
0: I'm just kidding. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You've answered the questions. No, I, f- I feel similarly, I have a hard time being in big groups of people. That yeah. feels really draining to me. Um the only exception being a few concerts that I'm really excited to go to and yeah. go to. But then I'm kind of just there with me and the yeah. one or two people that I've gone with. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, big gatherings are hard yeah. for me. I'm getting ready to go to a writer's retreat, which I love. I look forward to it every year. But there's this part of me that's like, oh, but there's like 10 people there. <laughs> what are you? What are, how are you preparing? Where are you going to go? How yeah. do you get alone time? Uh, and I love all of these people dearly, and I'm super excited to spend time with them. But I know that that's a drain on me, and so I have to be able to find ways to yeah. to get my energy back. So I'm, right. I'm deeply introverted as well. Yeah. So we can only give this... This perspective from a very introverted perspective. I don't get extroverts. Like,
1: I... <laughs> yeah. So my partner and I were traveling this week and where we were staying, these little suites like ours, you walked out in two feet, two feet from the gate of our suite. The little private patio was the pool, the like, communal pool. And I could see the pool through the window of our suite. And my partner had gone out to like be in the pool and I was like, yeah, I'll come meet you out there in a little bit and then i heard him talking to people and so i did not go <laughs> and and he came in and he's like i made these two new friends these are their names they want to meet you and i was like i'm busy <laughs> what was i <laughs> because what
0: <laughs> you and your anxiety were having a really important conversation <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right we were we were having a conference call my anxiety and i my social anxiety and i and, and here's the thing, like my career, my deeply passionate career is conversation. Like mm-hmm. I have conversations that are deeply meaningful all day long with really important people to me, right? What's draining to me about the situation I just described, the people that take my energy or the interactions with people that take my energy are when they're not deep enough to feel meaningful to me but not light enough to be released from very quickly. Right. But it's this um, torturous kind of moderate interaction <laughs> of like learning just enough about each other that we seem interested and I'll never see you again. <laughs> but they were the nicest people. And I it was interesting because I watched Michael walk into the suite after all of this. And he they had like made him a drink. And my anxiety was like, you drank a drink from a stranger. And he was so energized by the community of these people, right? And so energized by how much they had in common. And so I know for him that part of what gives him energy in people and what what energy feels good for him is this like like like-minded, we're having similar conversations kind of thing. We have similar experiences. And for me, I find that the people who give me energy are are when it's equitable, Mm -hmm. right? And I draw so much energy from your and my relationship because we vibe on the same level. The pace is really similar and it's like our depth of intimacy matches and it's we exchange, right? Like we're able to, hey, this is what I'm needing. This is what I'm needing. It's not one sided.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe that's the better question, right? Or what situations give you energy and which situations take away. um, Yeah. I, I think that it's also fair, too, that I, for me, um, when it comes to people, I, I really, I can sit with the dark, dark. Mm-hmm. I, I can. I can sit with the dark, dark, and I can hear hard stories. And I can sit with, you know, what, what a component of dark, dark is a feeling of hopelessness or powerlessness, and I can be there. I really, really struggle with cynicism. Mm. Those are different things to me. And so Absolutely. when I have to sit in a place where there's a lot of cynicism, um, a bleakness, I, my energy drains really quick because I I think that I work too hard to try and keep it. at a certain level Mm. um so social media is not a good place for me (laughs) it's it's not I mean I I find myself I think like a lot of people getting sucked into it but recognize that unless I'm engaging with my friends or family on a like hey this is what we're doing and this is the place we visited or here are school pictures if it's if it's other than that um and it's this very um Pessimistic, cynical,
1: combative.
0: Uh, yeah, combative feeling, but I have no I can't give any energy to that and I have no energy once I'm out of it.
1: yeah. Th- something too that that comes to my mind when we're talking about social media is it's not relational. And I think we've tried our very hardest to make social media relational because it's a lot of how we interacted over the last couple of years and it's how a lot of us have, access quote unquote to some of the important people whose messages and work we want to consume. But it's not a relationship mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a relationship like what you and I are engaging in right now where we have each other's energy, each other's organism, each other's minds and hearts in this space together. And we are very conscious of this relationship being between you and I. There's this relationship, quote unquote, that we're having on social media with with content, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that can feel really disconnected. And one of the things that I'm thinking about is how when we're actually in conversation, that can be so life-giving because it's back and forth, right? We're having some sort of sonar off of what matters most. And, and you and I talk about this even with the some of the content that we create for um, the Riverbend Collective is we love getting to know that it landed somewhere because <laughs> otherwise it just kind of feels... Okay, I'm putting this out into the ether and hoping that it, that this thing so deep in my heart lands somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, no, I mean that matters. I th- I think that's the other reason why I, I you and I can sit with really difficult things, but there's this flow of conversation and movement in that, where if we're on social media we we don't get that we don't experience somebody else in the room i also think that's why we are much more likely to engage in ways that don't align with our values or align with the way that we might treat someone in person because there's not that that movement of conversation energy. You know, we had a, a podcast with Erica talking about energy and this is a really good place to talk about it. One of the reasons that we feel like we get energy from certain people or we feel drained of energy from certain people is because of the energy that's present in that conversation or that exchange. Right. Right. And, and just on our, on our unique nervous system response to the world if we have a, a more sensitized nervous system response our ability to sit with somebody who's or to to engage in just a friendly conversation with somebody who has super high energy is going to feel really draining to our system because we already are navigating this kind of higher end nervous system response yes where the same is true that if we have a lower nervous system response, and we sit with somebody who might be experiencing a lot of depression. Mm-hmm. It can be very hard for us and very draining for us, not because of that person, but because of this energy exchange that's happening there. Like I, I'm i already at this low level. Right. And so I I feel even more drained in right. this
1: space. That's ex- I'm so glad you're bringing up energy because this kind of puts in, you know, we, we talked a little bit with Erica about this idea of it's... It We can demystify it, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's actual things happening when we're in the presence of another person. And I think, you know, this can be described as like the vibes are off or whatever. (laughs) Sometimes it's just my nervous system is overwhelmed by the energy that you're bringing into this space. Or I can tell that I am overwhelming your nervous system by the energy I'm bringing into this space today. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes that means we need a few minutes, and then let's try the conversation again. And sometimes that means there's really a lot here that maybe our nervous systems are not going to be able to overcome with each other.
0: Right. And and sometimes they talk to each other without us talking. Right. The, yeah. right. Coming, I will uh, coming into this podcast recording session. I came in with a lot of energy. I had experienced some really challenging sessions that were challenging some of my own things that i've working through and it just it was there and i felt it kind of churning we were getting ready to record and i hear jesse in the corner of the room go (sighs) all right brooke chill out (laughs) even though we hadn't really talked about it you could feel it coming from my body and before we could move into recording these that energy needed to slow down and come down and when you when you breathe like that i felt my body respond to that like oh yeah this is this is really high so going back to the question which people bring you energy which people drain you of energy it's important to pay attention to what our body's communicating in that moment mm-hmm. it might be that that person that day is draining energy, but not normally. Yeah, Right? It's not that it's this one particular person is an energy drain. It might just be where you both are. Right. So we can, I think that allows some flexibility and some curiosity. And instead of saying, these kind of people drain my energy and these kind of people give me energy, well, what happens if we get curious about what we're experiencing and what changes if we can manage and um, be interested in our own experience rather than thinking that it's these people out here.
1: Right. And, and this is this is nuanced, right? We're not talking about someone being abusive to us drains our energy. No, that's abusive. Right. right? And, and that has some energy impact there. But that's that is not okay in relationship what we're talking about is I'm trying to have relationships that feel fulfilling to me and healthy for me. Can I do the internal work of reflecting on what I bring to that? And some good questions to ask yourself is, do I do I show up for the other person in a way that I feel okay showing up for them? Am I extending past what I'm actually able to, to show up for them? Do I feel as though I'm asking them to extend past what they are able to give mm-hmm. to me? Does it feel like there's some reluctance there? How do we even talk about that? One of the things that you and I and Latika and I, another member of our collective and a close friend, we ask each other if there's space for certain conversations, right? Instead of pile driving or dumping on something. Right. And there's often a sense of what I call completion that happens for us after some of those conversations. I know that if I have a conversation with a couple of the people in my life about certain stuff, Ah, my mm-hmm. nervous system is going to feel a significant amount of completion because I've offloaded some of it. But first I had to ask if it was available for me to offload that there.
0: Right. Vulnerability requires consent.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that can be really energizing, even though we're talking about difficult things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that idea again of coming back to what am I bringing into this? What do I have the capacity and bandwidth for is really important. Um, And another way of that that question of which people take this away, you're right, we're going to put abuse, we're going to put manipulation, all of that in another box because that's another podcast. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, in general, mostly healthy functioning relationships, right? We can ask ourselves, okay, in this situation or with this particular person, I constantly feel drained and depleted. What am I giving away that I don't have or don't want mm. to? Or what are, you know, are they asking for me to meet a need that they actually should be meeting on their own? Yeah. Um, are they, we've talked before about these kind of um, zones of friends. Right. Right. Do I consider us this, you know, kind of small talk? Acquaintance acquaintance, friend, but they see me as something much deeper. And if that's the case, is it the kind thing for me to just continue letting them believe that? Or is it better? Is it more kind for me to set some boundaries around that so that they can seek that in other relationships where that might be more available to them?
1: Right. And that, that energy component to this is really, can really be felt, right? I'm I'm thinking as we're talking about this that... We were in the Denver airport on Monday, like prime time for business travel, which we weren't aware of. And we're standing in line. And it's one of those lines through security that's like 50% of us aren't going to make our flight. Like we can guarantee that, right?
0: And you can feel the energy of that.
1: Oh my gosh. It was so tense. And we're standing next to this guy and he's, he, you know, that look that someone gives you of like, I'm about to start a conversation. So I, of course, averted my eyes. (laughs) But my friendly, friendly partner was like all in and this guy starts complaining and he's like, and this guy over here is dumb pointing at one of the TSA agents. And I could feel in my nervous system and in my energy that if this, if he continues on this guy with this conversation, it's going to emanate to all of us around. We have to nip this in the bud And so my superpower is um, changing conversations. (laughs) So I said, isn't it so cool how well we are all dealing with this? This is something really neat about humanity. I'm like, right, right? (laughs) And my partner's looking at me like, that's not what's happening. And I'm like, just go with it. And he's like, well, I mean, you know, the other guy, we could be if we were. And I was like, but how cool that like, there's nonviolence here. All of us are just doing what needs to happen. Right, and in my head, I'm like, "May my energy be more powerful than yours." <laughs> I'm like, care bearing from my stomach, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it worked because we we moved through the line. He gets through. We all get through, and then we ran into him up at our gate. He was like eating a sandwich, really casually, and feeling so much better. Right. And in my mind, that took a lot of energy in all of me. That took a lot of energy. It would have been way easier to just kind of, like, engage with his, like, shit talk in this moment. But, like, no, come on. Like, that's this exerted energy to to bypass something that could have been pretty difficult.
0: Well, and they're two different kinds of energy, right? Like, you have to make the determination. There's going to be an energy expenditure either way.
1: That's exactly right. But
0: which one will deplete you and which one can be restored?
1: Well, and how how have you felt at the end of the day, right? This is a question for everybody. I think of how have you felt at the end of the day where you just stewed on something all day long and all of your energy went to this machine in you that was just grinding out anger versus when we put the energy way up front to take that breath. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can I let this go for a little bit and enjoy this beautiful hike i'm on or this time with this person Mm -hmm. can i engage in that because you're right it's two different energy types
0: yeah and this isn't to silver lining it right you can acknowledge that you're angry you can and that can be valid and it can be real and then you have to decide how much of your existence you're going to let it take up
1: that's exactly right. right how much space how much real estate
0: right you know we we only have a, a finite amount of emotional energy every day and so we have to decide how we want to invest that and if we're spending that in in ways that will not return to us mm-hmm. right griping about a TSA line we have zero control over <laughs> yep. then we will be depleted and we will deplete the people around us yeah um, we can say yeah this is frustrating I wish it was moving faster and that's That's, that's all I got, right? Like, I can't, what, what do I do beyond that? Will it be helpful? I think is probably the best question. Will this be helpful if I continue using my energy this way? Um, will it be helpful, helpful if I continue to engage with this person in this way? Will it deplete me? Will it restore? Yeah, all of those questions. And, and, you know, going back to the hard things that we do, there are some situations that are depleting and at the same time, we can walk away from meeting those people at the pool and say, oh, they were really nice people. That was good. I don't want to leave this room again. Yeah, don't but- <laughs> ever do that again. <laughs> but that was, right, th- they're, they're different situations. There's still some, some restoration that comes in that in connection yeah. and in being around other people. So I think this, I mean, it is a very nuanced conversation, and it's different for everyone right. what that looks like um but i i guess the question is how do you want to invest your energy what do you know adds back and restores and what do you know are dead ends mm, dead A energy dead energy that just doesn't it it doesn't go anywhere and that might be there might be certain people in your life that every time you engage with them it feels like this dead energy that there there's nothing that adds back or restores that's a good place to put a boundary.
1: You, you quote a Mary Oliver poem to me periodically about our messy... You have to say it better. Is Mary
0: Oliver? Oh, yeah. What do, you, what do you plan to do with this one wild and precious life? Yes. Yeah, it's my favorite.
1: I love that in this moment because there are going to be times where we choose the energetic battle because it's worth our wild life. Mm-hmm. and there's going to be times where it's like <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. It's not mine. It's not this what is I dead energy. Yeah. That's right. And I'm I'm going to pursue something that where life exists, mm-hmm. right? And and we're not washing this in, you know, and and bypassing or not looking at things like like legitimate struggle of being impoverished or some of the things where there's a lot of systems at play. But we're talking about in the The subtle energy that Erica taught us about how are we allowing our energy and other energy and where are we putting a lot of that attention from really small cues like how how does your body react when you see a text message or an email from someone pop up? Just notice that. Are you excited to see what they have to say? Or does it feel like something you've got to look at? Mm hmm. And that doesn't mean you have to sever and cut all kinds of things, yeah. But let's just get some information about what our energy
0: is telling us, <laughs> right? And again, it, it maybe it doesn't say anything about the the. The character of that person. No. Maybe it says more about the dynamics and patterns in that relationship that you have been engaging in because they're habitual or because there feels like there's an obligation or an expectation. And can we challenge that? Can we yeah. say, Hey, every time I feel this way, is this sustainable? Is this right. good for the relationship I have with this person? Right. And what is the kindest thing? not nicest, kindest thing that Mm -hmm. I can do for myself and this person in this relationship. And that might be to change the way we respond, to change the way we interact. We might have people in our life who are constantly engaging in a pattern of asking us to um, discern their need, Mm. right? (laughs) Figure Figure out what I need and take care of that that is dead energy it's so exhausting and because it but because it's habitual or because we've been in that relationship for a long time we might not even recognize that that's what we do until we get that text message and check in with our body and realize oh, i have this sense of dread or like here we go again yeah or fear that I might not be able to guess what it is that they need in that moment or that I won't meet it correctly. So if we get curious, we can say, oh yeah, that's, that's not, that is not a healthy pattern and it drains my energy. Maybe if I change that, it's not the person. It's just the pattern.
1: Yeah. I love that idea of just allowing it to be a curious exploration. Okay. What are your takeaways?
0: Mm. Uh, Takeaway. You know, we always come back to this idea of what's within my control and what's within my sphere of influence. And that's always the way we respond. And that's always what we create. So in the same way of having that conversation in the TSA line, you can't control what he's going to say or do or how he feels. And your attempt to to be be a part of that conversation wasn't about controlling him but it was about how do i respond in this moment do i add on do i engage in the same level of energy that's going to be a dead end for all of us or do i choose to respond and create something new that's what my takeaway would be to Mm -hmm. in this recognize ask yourself the question which relationships drain me and which relationships um, energize me and why Mm. And how do I begin to respond and create in ways that, that do that for my other relationships?
1: I love that. My, my takeaway, I think is similar of noticing what's draining you and what is, is filling you and being compassionate with yourself when you feel that you're in an energetic or emotional space where you are draining, that just because you may be feeling that way doesn't mean that you are draining to others. So particularly if your grief is feeling heavy, if your sadness is feeling heavy, it's likely that the people who love you still really want to be around you, mm-hmm. right? The the Winnie and the Pooh gang never kicked Eeyore out. Mm-hmm. His energy is heavy, yeah. right? But it's not too heavy to hold. Yeah. Um, and so figuring out, can you find some self-compassion there and in identifying where your energy is at and where you're putting it? what you're bringing to the table and can that have some curiosity and a realistic view of maybe it makes sense that yours is a little heavier right now. Yeah.
0: That's so good, Jesse. Cause you're right. One of the things I think you and I have felt and hear over and over again is this fear of being a burden. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about here. No. Right. That, that fear of being a burden, um, is something that, that paralyzes us and mm-hmm. keeps us from intimacy and it's not real. That's right. Right. We aren't a burden to the people who genuinely love us and want to show up in our lives. And, and even though that circle may be small for a lot of us, it's still there.
1: That's right. Pain can be burdensome, but people are not.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: All right. We will reflect with you again next time. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Bye, Bye everybody. If you are interested in submitting a question or letter to the Heart of Life podcast, you can do so at our website, riverbendcolorado.com, and click on the podcast tab.
1: We would love for you to give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. By doing so, you help us make the Heart of Life podcast easier to find and more accessible for everyone.
0: We will see you next week as we walk each other home.